It's a Tuesday evening, and if you've missed my voice, well, I've missed your hearing ear as well. Welcome to City Trends. This is a show that is dedicated to technology conversations in Ghana and from across the world, giving you a global perspective about local issues. This is City Trends and my name is Father Pashon. This show is proudly sponsored by First National Bank. Now, the days of stepping out to buy airtime is over. COVID and everything has made sure of that. Purchase airtime from the comfort of wherever you are at any time of the day with the First National Bank mobile app. To do this, log into your banking app, click on buy, select prepaid airtime, and then choose the network you'd like to purchase. Enter the phone number you're buying the airtime to and the amount. Click on purchase at the top right corner. Select the account you would like to be debited and confirm. Pronto! you will receive your airtime instantly. The First National Bank mobile app is designed to offer convenient banking at your fingertips. Download it now on Google Play or on the Apple Store to experience how amazing it really is. Call 0800-770-522 or 042-435-050. You can visit firstnationalbank.com.gh for more information. First National Bank, how can we help you? On the show today, we are looking at the war of the messaging platforms. Is it really a war, actually, or is it just people just don't understand what's going on? Well, we hope to shed some light on the show for you today. This is what you will be enjoying on the show. You also got to see that you know, if you're going to move away from a platform, is all your friends and contacts going to come with you? The other thing, biggest hurdle I would say here in Ghana as well, or anywhere in the world, we see that telcos are very heavy on giving these social media packages. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily they include Signal, not necessarily do they include Telegram. You know, usually it's a, a Facebook-owned company, which is your, your WhatsApp. So that's the other sort of setback as well. So if you were to remove your WhatsApp, or if you were going to use now Signal or Telegram, no longer your social media bundles necessarily may work. Yeah, so what is going to happen is that people will see the products for what they think should be. Mm. A social mm. commerce platform mm. then the communication will be disappear so i'm sure very soon people may move from the whatsapp chat okay whatsapp is a social commerce so i can go to a business catalog and buy a product i get a notification that's it i will not chat there 
So all these perspectives and much more coming on in the show. You can join us with your thoughts on our WhatsApp number 0549-986-996. Alternatively, reach us on Twitter using the hashtag C-I-T-I-T-R-E-N-D-S if there is something that you do not understand. Well, the war of the messaging platforms, we look at the security issues and the general impact on the user that is you and of course the social messaging industry and everything else that it's going to be well we start off the conversation by speaking to ash dasbachi who is basically a cyber security expert and also a researcher we spoke to him about quite a number of things but i started off by asking ash really the social media platforms what exactly are they? What is the issue with, with them and why should we even be bothered about them? Uh, so it's basically any of these platforms that we know of, the, the likes of the ones that now Facebook owns, you know, your Instagram, Facebook itself, WhatsApp, Telegram that you mentioned, uh, Signal, or so many other apps that we are using on our sort of daily lives in a way to uh, communicate to one another to upload pictures, to send videos around, to in Ghana even we use it for business purposes even. And it's our extended arm on a digital side to make our lives a little bit easier in order to just to communicate to one another, usually for a, a cheaper price because we just use the internet as opposed to our uh, typical traditional way of using SMS which is quite limited to certain characters and you know certain type of media. So that's basically what comes under the, the social media platforms recently. So for a, for a number of years, it's become sort of an issue in, with regards privacy and people snooping in on your messages and things like that. And so a couple of years ago, we found Facebook getting into the end-to-end -end encryption. What is all of that about? Why, why did all of a sudden security become such a big issue with regards social messaging platforms? I think as users, we are becoming more and more aware of the trade-off. Uh, you know, this platforms have always been free, but these companies, end of the day, they need to make money, right? So whether it's advertisement that we see on Facebook and Instagram or other platforms, uh, WhatsApp has been quite quiet about it uh, since at least even Facebook acquired it. And even now, now after the change in the policies, they still are saying that we're not going to push any advertisements or banners as such. Fine, we're going to use the data in a more proactive way, uh, but they're not doing that as such. So I think users are becoming more aware of the privacy and sometimes it's also I've seen it's a bit of a panic, you know, because these things have always been there. You know, we always use these services. They always knew the content that we are writing our messages, the location, the IP address, our network, even the make and model of your phone even. So that way, when you go from one platform to another, they could actually target certain advertising to you. So these things have always been there. I think the, the recent one has been because as of, I think it was 6th of January, that Facebook announced they're going to change the privacy policy and they're going to share the data within their own group of companies uh, from WhatsApp, we became more sensitive towards this issue. But I was making this example earlier on to my friends. It's a bit like the cookies. You know, we always had cookies. We were always there on the websites, which is basically tracking your users and see which sites are visited or your preferences. And so if you visit the site back again, it kind of remembers who you are. Now, there was a whole noise about this. I think it was last year, the year before, with GDPR, the European Privacy Commission. And then now they came and forced websites to just put a banner and say, accept cookie. And somehow, magically, we seem that by saying accept cookie, we now accepted it. You know, it's not like they removed those functionalities. The functionalities are still there. They still are tracking us. They still are using that data for advertising, marketing, and targeting the users in certain campaigns. But because they now gave us a consent, 
and they say, okay, before using this site, you have to accept such a cookie, which is exactly what uh, fa uh, Facebook is doing for WhatsApp and saying, hey, from I think 8th of February, we're going to change our policies. Are you going to accept our policy, yes or no? And you can have a choice for saying not now. I'm sure when it comes a the day, they're going to force you. Uh, so I think these kind of changes makes people more and more aware of the privacy, but it kind of dies down again and we just go back to our normal, back to our normal lives. But from where you sit, is it really a big deal? I mean, I mean there are multiple dimensions to it, but let's start off with really, is it a big deal? Yes and no. Uh, it's not a big deal because it doesn't affect us in our daily lives. I mean, the example I always make to my friends is like, what do I have to hide? You know, end of the day, I know what service I'm using there. I'm using this WhatsApp and Instagram and Facebook. Actually, I don't have Facebook personally. But I'm using this to communicate to friends and send photos and uh, documents, have a video chat and all that kind of stuff. I, I know for a fact there's always a trade-off. They would know how long I'm online. They know what kind of people I'm speaking to. They know what my contacts are, who my contacts contacts are, all that kind of stuff. The only time it becomes a big deal is where, as you were saying early on, if they start tapping into your communication, if they start removing that end-to-end -end encryption and they start seeing your uh, sort of messages back and forth and sharing that with a third party, whether that third party is there for uh, commercial reasons or whether the government agency is trying to spy on you. That's the only time that really, really becomes a big deal. And from what I know, with WhatsApp at least, and I read the terms and conditions, even on the new changes that they're doing, they're not removing the end-to-end -end encryption at all. That stays there as it is. The only thing they are doing, which was an option before, it wasn't by force, is that they're sharing your information more with Facebook. Whether you have an account in Facebook or not, or within the Facebook group, even Instagram as well. So whether you have an account in other platforms or not, they still would share that data. You know, that's one of the key information that WhatsApp, uh, Facebook has been sitting on since they acquired WhatsApp. They never monetized it, but they are sitting on a very valuable data. And these are, like I said, locations, they make a model of your phone, the battery state level, the type of messages you send, the, your contacts, all that kind of stuff. And they're going to use that in a smart ways to target advertisement. So they know if I like a certain food because I mentioned in my messages, when I go to my Facebook, they're going to show advertisement on that. So in that sense, it's not so much of a big deal. These things are already happening. It's happening on Google. You know, the way you go to Google and type in city and it says, oh, do you mean FM? Because they know you visit that site before. You know, they're using tracking and all that kind of So these things already exist. Now, no one complains about that because it's also convenient at some point. So it's a trade-off always. We've got to assess on an individual basis what is the risk that you're exposing yourself to. Do you mind that uh, a company out there which is based in U.S., they know this much about you. If you don't mind, you just carry on using the, the service as, as you were doing before. And it shouldn't be a massive big deal to you. Now, the other side of it is there are now options, yeah. as it were, people discovering Signal, people discovering Telegram as an alternative platform. From where you sit, I mean, it will be a bit tough, but from where you sit and your experience on some of these platforms, which one is the most secure? Um, it's quite objective to be honest. opinion I'm going to give to you. But again, if an individual is super concerned about their privacy or where the data resides, where is it stored and what happens to it, they should go and research these companies. Whether it's Telegram, Signal, or there's so many other ones. You should see who's a founder, where is it based, what do they actually do to your data, are they selling it somewhere, are they using it for marketing, is the app free, you know, what are the features of it, all that kind of stuff. I mean, I personally use Signal myself in side by side with my WhatsApp. If there are certain communications which I want to send around because I work in this field, I work in the security field, and I know WhatsApp potentially could somewhere, someone could actually go and recover it, you know, potentially. 
But Signal, not so much so. And Signal has these features is where we can remove, um, and you can send a message, and after a minute, 10, 10 seconds, it would completely delete it both sides. So you're not even staying your phone. So even if you still, someone steals your phone, or you lose your phone, no one can actually recover the, the information. So I, I personally use uh, Signal myself, and I know uh, there are big privacy advocates, the likes of uh, Edward Snowden, that is, you know, is, is a big name in the industry, the likes of even Elon Musk, we see him making some new, uh, noise on uh, Twitter. They've been using Signal as well, and they're happy with it. Um, and of course, Telegram as well. Telegram has also loved strong features in there. And also more, I would say, more privacy concern than uh, WhatsApp is. But again, everyone needs to research and to see who, who these companies are, what exactly are they doing, and then make that transition. Uh, you know, apart from the security, it's also the convenience. You know, we are very used to WhatsApp. You know, whether it's WhatsApp personal, WhatsApp business, we are very familiar with WhatsApp. You know, we even we use it for sending PDFs and invoices and quotes and all that kind of stuff, creating all these groups, whether it's work or personal or a church group and all that kind of stuff. So you also got to see that. You know, if you're going to move away from a platform, is all your friends and contacts going to come with you? The other thing, biggest hurdle I would say here in Ghana as well, or anywhere in the world, we see that telcos are very heavy on giving these social media packages. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily they include Signal, not necessarily do they include Telegram. You know, usually it's a, a Facebook-owned company, which is your, your WhatsApp. So that's the other sort of setback as well. So if you were to remove your WhatsApp, or if you were going to use now Signal or Telegram, no longer your social media bundles necessarily may work. That's the other thing you've got to take. So you've got to see from the user perspective, what are the trades off here? Fine, I might have privacy, but now I need to pay more for my data. That's the other thing as well. Or I might have privacy, but now I'm losing contact with so many friends because they don't understand privacy and they may not switch to the platform. I need to convince them as well. Mm. Do you see what I mean? With all of this happening, what does it mean for, first of all, the user in terms of heightening the sense and attention to privacy? Because I think that for quite a while, most people weren't really concerned necessarily or asking questions about where their data is stored and things like that. What does all of this portend or mean for the users generally about their heightened sense in terms of attention to detail as to where the information is being kept and things like that? So I think, if anything, a good that will come out of this is that users become more and more aware, what is data privacy in the first place? What data is important to me? If it's a matter of sharing a selfie and say, hey, how are you, what's up, all that kind of stuff, and something very benign and not very secret and private, yes, you know, these social media platforms, you can use them, but the users should become aware of what they actually are sharing on these platforms and where they're staying. I mean, a few years back, I remember people were even sharing the boarding passes. and say, oh, I'm, you know, on Instagram, so, oh, I'm traveling to Nigeria, so and so, here's my boarding pass. Now, if someone knows where you live, now they know you what day you're traveling, they know what day you're coming back, and they know no one is in the house, they could potentially come and you know, uh, rob something from your house and take something from you. So if anything, this is a good time for people to become aware of what privacy means, what your private data means, and what they should and should not share on these social medias. And there's other means of doing things. You, know, you could use your corporate emails, you could use Signal and that kind of stuff. So I think we need to become aware of this and not take it for granted whereby we channel everything through WhatsApp like we've been doing, whether it's uh, we are at the event and taking some video, which is all good and fine, but it's now a company, sensitive information of where we work for and there's passports, there's invoices, there's prices, there's contracts, all that kind of stuff. Perhaps some of these social medias are not the best platform to share this. So we need to be conscious of that as a user and educate ourselves. And I start from the get-go, differentiating on where we should channel these things. I mean, 
I work in this field and we have a very strict uh, policy in our company whereby we don't share stuff like this in our WhatsApp channels. We even password protected, worst case, if you really have to do that with a client and they only have WhatsApp, we password protect the file, we send that through WhatsApp and from a different channel, say a wire call, we tell them, sir or madam, this is the password the file was sent you. So in case even anyone gets hold of that file, they cannot be able to get into the actual data inside. So users, it's a good place to, for us to reevaluate our daily uses of social media platforms. And of course, you know, if you want to carry on using it as you are and you're happy with it, then fine, you can carry on. You know, but if you have some privacy concerns, then you should pinpoint where those privacy concerns are coming from and not flush everything through your WhatsApps, your Instagram, your Facebook, and then leave that aside and use a more secure channel for that. Now, for the wider community of tech companies who are into instant messaging or social messaging platforms, what does all this talk of security mean for them? Obviously, investments in all of these things. We saw examples, for example, in Zoom, when Zoom became the, big, the yes. big thing, yeah. you know, with Corona and all that criticism because of all the eyeballs that are now on the company, all the critique, you know, all of a sudden coming onto the company. So the company needs to do a lot more in terms of providing better security for the users of the platform. Now we are into the conversation about instant messaging and social messaging. We know, for example, WhatsApp has WhatsApp business and all of that, for which reason all of this has become a big issue. What does all of these conversations about privacy have, or what sort of effect will it have? On businesses. On businesses as well. Sure. Um, I mean, again, it depends on the size of business, depends on the criticality, the sector they're in, whether you're a financial sector or governments, you cannot be the same as you know someone selling yam chips. You do see what I mean? So you have to see what business you're running, what kind of data you're sharing, and there's a lot of tools already, like you said, Zoom. Zoom picked up a lot. Zoom also actually acquired another uh, privacy concerned uh, messaging uh, platform, uh, Keybase. And now people are actually moving away from Keybase because they don't trust Zoom so much. Um, so there's a lot of tools, a lot of uh, platforms out there. You know, there's Microsoft Teams, there's Google Hangouts, there's all this kind of stuff. So again, as a company, they have to get advice from internally from the IT or IT security people or consult outside and see which of these platforms are more security concerned, which are more, uh, they have privacy in mind, where the data goes, where does it reside, is it US space, does it go to Europe, does it go to you know, another location, and they start using those. If they can afford it, there are also ways of having in-house uh, messaging services whereby you own this data, you own the server, everything resides within your, uh, sort of your building, and you can see it, you can feel it, you can touch it. If you want to delete everything, you can do it there and then. And then users, your, your staff can dial in to your servers and start using that message. We have seen some companies which actually do that as well. So they no longer use these so-called cloud services, which WhatsApp actually is cloud because it's based out there somewhere. You don't own it. So, um, so that's a, the trade-off that the businesses can also do. So they have to make these sort of conscious decisions. But again, with businesses, it becomes a longer journey because of the transition they need to make. You know, they are used to a certain way. If you're a big, large company, if you, let's say you're a bank with 500 staff, now if you want to move away from, let's say, a WhatsApp business or let's say uh, a Zoom because Zoom is not so good anymore. Now you want to make a change to Microsoft Teams. There's a whole training involved. There's a whole changes involved. You have to inform your clients. You have to inform your stakeholders. There might be hiccups along the way. All that. So they have to take all of this, the convenience side of stuff to consideration before they make such changes because of just security. You know, but there are platforms out there that they provide such things. And like I said, if they're very, very paranoid, they can always host it in-house 
if they have the expertise, they can do it themselves. So they can involve external consultants that they can do it for them. You know, they can do as much as like this uh, ICQ, for example, back in the days that they were using in-house messaging service and it's all yours. You hold the encryption key, you hold the data and comes a time you can wipe everything. One of the things that came up as a result of all this conversation is, and you, and you touched on it earlier, who is actually funding all of these companies giving us these free services? You check your email, you have an account. If it's a Gmail account, you have 15 gig free, free space in the cloud to work with. Who exactly is paying for it? It seems a lot of users don't really pay attention to some of these issues and so then it's like you demand 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 but you're not really paying attention to who is funding and making all of it possible obviously your data is being sold to make all of that possible i guess my challenge is at which point in time should we get to that point where people need to come to the understanding that even if we all migrate to from one platform to another there will come a point in time where that company might not necessarily be able to sustain you know, the, whatever they are offering f to you for free. We've seen it across board where prices are hiked and things like that. A lot of the services we don't seem to pay for, but then over time, the companies need to figure out a way to monetize or find a way to stay in business. I'm just wondering, at which point in time will Telegram get to that point where they'll probably start rethinking their revenue model, if, if you can share some insights on that. I mean, end of the, like you said, all of these companies are there for making money, right? Um, so, whether you're Telegram or Gmail or Yahoo or Facebook, you're there to make money. Um, and what better way to make money than gather data from your users, gather user-generated contents. Like look at Instagram, for example, right? It wasn't always like this. Now Instagram is everywhere. Everyone's almost using it. And they are making so much money from advertisements. But they didn't start like it. It was almost just a simple a photo sharing platform. And that was it. So absolutely right. There's no such thing as free lunch. Uh, these companies are there to make money. At some point, they may change their policies and they do a very gradual, we start seeing, oh, we just changed this term and now we just changed that term and we're not doing this. Oh, now we are showing banners, now we are doing advertisement. Mm. So if they're not doing it directly within the app itself, they may use that data elsewhere and say, hey, by the way, I have a billion users and these are the trends of my users. Do you want such data? You know, I may not know exactly who the person is. I may not know exactly who Philip is, but I know Philip is liking this sort of music. He watches this kind of TV shows because he liked that on my page. And these are the usual conversations. So they may sell that to a third party and a third party may monetize that. So they may not necessarily use that data within the platform itself to now redirect that back to in a way that they can monetize it. So, but they actually might sell it to a third party or a portion of it and say, for example, Ghana, these are the type of users. For example, Accra, we have a heavy user, Kumasi, this much. These are the, what the guys use and all that kind of stuff. So um, I'm sure they have that in plans already. Uh, like I said, they, they need to survive. They need to sustain. It's part of the package. It's part of the parcel. And they have investors behind them. This is not a, a one-man band company. They have investors. And the investors are always demanding to push and push and push and push. Now, if you're a big company like Facebook, you can kind of diversify your revenue stream. So you can say, OK, I'm making a lot of money from my Facebook. Uh, platform as itself. I'm making a lot of money from my Instagram. Um, I don't care so much about WhatsApp so much, but now we see that also kind of changing because now they're using the data from WhatsApp right. to share it with other platforms. Telegram, we don't know. At some point, they may come around and actually do that if they're not already sharing with third party. Mm. Or they may have add-on service and say, okay, you want to have a certain group with these sort of features, you got to pay extra price for that. Right. We give you support, we give you better features, we give you extra functionalities, all that kind of stuff. 
Signal, again, same thing. You never know. I mean, there's on the email front, you have Gmails and Yahoo's, you have ProtonMail, which is a more security com uh, sort of conscious uh, sort of platform. But again, those guys, I'm sure they're also using advertisements. Fine, they may not share your data with the government agency and all that kind of stuff. There's a public key encryption and all that kind of stuff. They're quite strong on that. But at the end of the day, they also need to sustain. There's a server somewhere they need to pay for. There's electricity, there's this, there's a staff, there's technical people. So, and they're not taking donation from people. It's not like the non-profit thing, they're collecting money from somewhere. So, yes, of course, there would be a point that the investor is going to push them and say, look, we need to monetize something. And they will use your data, whether they use it themselves, or they sell it to a third party, or they use it for analysis. They will definitely do it. For sure they will do it. There's been a lot of chatter about how this is the time for Africa to have its own messaging platform. I, I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I love these conversations. You know, whenever we see, we, we kind of become rebellious. And say, <laughs> oh, we, enough of these people, enough of these Western ideas. Yeah, yeah. We need to have something in-house. Yes, by all means. Uh, more than that, I think what we need in, in Africa as a continent is a unity when it comes to privacy. Like these changes, for example, that's happening on, on WhatsApp, from what I read, is not coming to Europe as such. They are, they are not introducing very heavily because of the GDPR, because right. they united and said, look, we need to have a stronger uh, sort of privacy uh, center. GDPR came in and we've seen that, we saw that whole hoo-ha with the cookies and the stuff a while back that they sent us emails and said, oh, we changed our policy. So with WhatsApp, they also, GDPR is in a way is kind of fending off the changes. And we don't have that in, in, in Africa as a continent. We don't have this unity. Everyone's doing their own thing. You know, Ghana, we have, uh, uh, the Privacy uh, Commission in Ghana. Mm -hmm. uh, then, you know, Nigeria has their own, you know... As to what exactly they're doing? Well, you know, everyone has their own limits, right? Because you are running solo within the... You have your own campaigns, you have your own, you know, and then your voice would not be heard in a global stage. You cannot now, as a, a single country, go to Facebook and say, hey, Facebook, don't bring these changes to my country. They will not listen to you, you know? Because it's, it's all about the population. Exactly. Yeah. So, but if you were, if you were united, if you were to have a, a, some center which was... Uh, at least within West Africa, and they look into privacy, then you could at least still carry on using these platforms, but be more privacy conscious. Now, in terms of having something within the country, yes, by all means, you know, we've seen, uh, we've seen other tech spaces like you know, Uber when it came to town or Bolt came into town. People are trying to do similar stuff, but again, all of these, those guys are big boys, they have big budgets, they have big marketing campaigns. How are you gonna compare against someone like, you know, these big companies that can offer cheap, cheap rides, and they can have a mass grab suddenly, and now you're gonna come and have a messaging service that you can, oh, this is building Ghana. How could you have that uh, mass adaptation? Yeah. You know, it becomes very strong. Even we've seen some telcos in Ghana that now they're trying to push the messaging thing by offering even some features and some incentives, but it becomes a very strong journey for the adaptation of the masses. That's, a, that's the biggest challenge. Unless you have a big budget for marketing, then you would fail, you would almost fail. And all of these things that I've seen is mostly startups. And startups, they're doing something you know, for six months, they move to another thing for six months. They won't have this concentrated effort that is required in this industry to compete with the big and names. And funding as well. And funding, you know, Facebook's and you know, these, these guys like are endless budget. If you do something, like we've seen it with the likes of the, the, the car uh, Uber. Like, you know, when I remember when uh, was it Yango came into town from Yandex? Yeah. Yango came and offered a cheap ride. Uber slashed the price straight away. So they, they have the budget for such things. So I'm sure if you come and do this on the messaging front within Ghana, within Africa, within Nigeria, they will learn from you. They'll say, oh, let's see what these guys did and they succeeded. Let us do the same thing. 
they'll go pay the telcos, they'll go pay your ISPs and say, hey, WhatsApp, don't charge people anything for it. If they don't have any data, let the WhatsApp be free. How are you going to compete with that? Do you see what I mean? So it becomes very challenging because these guys have endless budgets and it becomes very tough to, to, to compete with them. But it should start somewhere, you know, we could, at least for the in-house business stuff that you mentioned earlier, we could have something in-house that it could be built here, try it, test it, and have a slow adaptation. But the, the patience required in such game, I don't think it would exist around here. Because Facebook is not new, WhatsApp is not new. These guys have been around this game for a long, long time. And they know all the ins and outs of the industry. So it becomes very difficult for someone to start today today and try to compete with them. It's, it, it looks like a very tough scene to get into, but from where you sit right now, projecting a couple of years ahead, how do you see the messaging space to be? I mean, we know that commerce is now moving into the messaging conversation. Absolutely. It's, it's, it's changed from what we knew it to be just a couple of years ago. Yes. Where, where do you think the messaging space is, is headed? Um, like you say, integration. That's what's going to happen. They're going to use your messaging service are used to like we've seen this one uh, was it the chinese one wechat wechat is now integrating with e-commerce and it's big in china itself they're yeah. using alibaba all that kind Absolutely. of stuff uh, to make payments no longer you even need your bank and all that so you just go to a, a retailer you touch your phone yeah. nfc technology this and that contactless and you make a payment yeah. already with whatsapp they actually have a, a payment front they have a facebook pay which is being used in canada yeah. You know, it's not being used in Africa because our banking is not supporting it just yet. But they already have that. So they're going to have more and more integration of various services which deals with our daily lives. Payment being one of the biggest ones because there's money, directly there's money. So any five CD I spend, some small money would be dashed to these big companies. So if it gets there, they would definitely use that. And they are, again, they have the budget for it. So they can do that mass adaptation. And all it takes for them is not to go now and advertise a new uh, application anymore. They just push a new update to WhatsApp say, oh, by the way, you know the same WhatsApp that we're doing this and this and that? Now we add an extra button and now you can make payments. Now we add an extra button, you can do music streaming. Now we add an extra button, you can do TV streaming, all that kind of stuff. So there's going to be that integration whereby they offer more and more services. And this way they're adding value to the user because the user says, oh, okay, I don't need to have now 10 apps. I can just maintain one and everything's within there. And I'm used to the platform already. I know how it works. Yeah. So just, I like to look at Instagram, for example. Now they added Reels, they added this, they added all that kind of stuff. So it's the same. They're going to look at, they're either going to buy a company out, which is doing it well already, or they're going to look around. Like, you know, even YouTube, for example, now is doing these short videos. You know, as you scroll up and down, it was all this long, 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 and then they have a story thing there. So they're all going to do this and they're going to copy each other out and see what works best and, and, and then maintain that feature and then push it to the to the market. And are they the ones with the biggest budgets and the largest They're the winners. Wins they are the winners. Unfortunately, that's the name of this. It's a very capitalist market. Yeah. They are the winners. I mean, YouTube wasn't YouTube as it is today. You know, I remember YouTube was struggling, for example, with compression. They couldn't load the video properly. Now they're very smart. They actually bought a company. I think it was based in Ireland. That no matter what sort of video, 4K, H. You know, look at your connection, it's okay, your connection is slow, I'm going to only buffer five seconds of the video at any given time. I'm no longer going to load the entire thing. So even if they don't have something in-house themselves, they'll go buy it. Instagram itself, WhatsApp itself was bought out by Facebook and the, uh, the guys walked away straight away. So even if Facebook didn't have such thing in-house, they go and buy it. So this is the, like you say, Apple, Facebook, all these big names, Amazon for example, all these big names in the industry. For them, it's a flicker button. If they decide to go on to uh, tap into a certain industry and have a certain feature, 
if they have it themselves, fine. If they don't have it, they go, they get the guys to look around the world, see who is doing what well, buy the entire, acquire the entire, entire company, give the head of company a role in my own organization. If the guy stays fine, if he doesn't and leaves, like they did with Instagram, we carry on business as usual and they're making money out of it. So that is one side of the argument. We've looked at the security implications of switching. We've looked at why there is a need for even you to consider switching in the first place. What does switching mean for you security-wise, privacy-wise, all of that? So that argument about the security, I hope, is put in proper perspective for you. Now, moving away from just a security conversation comes the platform and what it actually means for you on a daily basis whether you you know as an individual using the messaging platforms or as a business using the messaging platform what sort of impact is it going to have on you as a user on you as a business owner using whatsapp or you know any of these um telegrams and signals and things like that well we're going to delve into that conversation with maximus and i started off by asking maximus why the heated battle between the platforms in the first place i think the battle for audience battle for users mm -hmm. and people are very much uh, uh, concerned about how their data is stored securely and how their communication, private communication, can also be sec uh, secured so people can will not breach the platforms or mm. expose their communications to the world or hackers. Unlike the social media platforms, mm. it's easier for me to just send content, post it on Twitter or Facebook, which is more public. Right. But communication is more personalized than the content platforms. Absolutely. So my WhatsApps and my my telegram, whatever I'm sending, is more personalized communication. Mm. So hearing that Facebook wants to synchronize all their platforms so they move WhatsApp content onto their platform and then integrate it for better user experience as they claim, people are much concerned mm. looking at what happened with Cambridge Analytica and all the data breaches mm. that Facebook suffered especially. Is it, is it such a big deal, though, when, when you look at it? And because a lot of the information is already being collected anyway. And so some people argue that it is kind of hypocritical for people to be up in arms all of a sudden just because Facebook has made it officially known to you that we'll be collecting A, B, and C kind of information. It almost seems, and some people do argue, that it's almost hypocritical that we give all of this information, for example, to Google, most of the information that Facebook says it's going to collect is actually already available to them anyway. So, really, what is the blue haha about? I think, I think the concern is your, the content of your messaging. Mm. And then the, the also the concern that Facebook also allowed platforms like Cambridge Analytica to breach mm. their mm. platform, pulling people's data along, alongside people who subscribe to a particular app that they were analyzing and all that so mm. that is their concern and that the fact that facebook is becoming bigger right. than they should mm. so they become a beast that nobody can control well you can't and really you see, blame them can you i mean they, they are a business that is supposed to run and well facebook has indeed said that they don't have access to the messages that you send to your individual friends and colleagues and things like that so really <laughs> what is the fuss about 
You know that that is uh, that's a gray area. Right. It's a gray statement because right. if you are saying that you don't analyze my communication, I believe it because human beings won't do it. Mm. A software is going to do that, mm. so they can target customized services to me, which mm. I will love, mm. right? But just be clear with me that this is what I want to go, because if you're saying okay, you, you can have access to my location by my permission. That is in your policy. Right. Then the next paragraph talks about the fact that if you're not able to get that, you can use my IP address or device identifiers. Then right. it becomes gray. It means right. that you can do it without my permission, mm. right? Mm. So people are very much concerned about that. Facebook, Twitter is open. We can push communication and all that. But if I'm sending some, we are discussing some business with you, we won't go and post it on Facebook. We won't. Right? So well, it's more then intimate. Comes, then comes the conversation about end-to-end -end encryption, which WhatsApp actually says, Facebook actually says, still is the case. You, it is still end-to-end -end encryption on the platform called WhatsApp. So there is no middle person having access to the messages that you actually send. So really... Yeah, you know, you know, you know, in, in the tech, the, in the, the uh, technology space. So the business modeling is that if you are using a product for free, it means you are the product, right? Right. Absolutely. So <laughs> they cannot say that they want to customize messages to you and services to you without analyzing the content of the messages. Right. And now they are saying that the business account owners are the ones they are targeting, and not the messenger mm. users. Meanwhile, the people who are using messenger are also getting those alerts. Mm. Now, think about it. If uh, uh, City Trends shop, for example, is there. Mm. So they said you should accept the terms. If you don't, you, we will lock you out. You cannot use it. But the thing is that when you accept it, you are not going to do the communication. Mm. It's your customers who will be sending you the messages. The messages. Right. And that is the messages that they are going to store. Mm. So mm. they can analyze it and send customized messages to your customers. Mm. So mm. The approach is quite tricky, right. and people are very much concerned about that. Mm. And of course, if you are a product of somebody, <laughs> they determine how they redesign you. So it's, that's what is that. It's, it's a very tricky situation for a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of um, security analysts, you know, have raised concerns about it. But it does it does seem like a very grayish area, like you said. Yeah. But really, then comes a conversation about the alternatives. Yes. Different companies and organizations own the different platforms with their own, you know, unique views on what privacy means and what privacy doesn't mean. Facebook, we know Facebook. Public has been, you know, before the Senate a number of times, it's been scrutinized over and over. Telegram, Signal seem to be the two most yeah. Um, preferred alternatives as at now because obviously we can't get free access to WeChat and, and, and the like. So really, who are these alternatives and why does it seem like they are the most appropriate alternatives or the best alternatives as, 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 as we speak now? Yeah, I think you see what, what they, they, they have some at least limited uh, requirement when it comes to your data. Hmm. So when it comes to your uh, device identifiers, as in your phone, where it is located, the, the IME number, the operating system you are using, how low your battery or high the battery health of your phone. Mm. So much details about the kind of devices you are using and then the operating system that you are using just for me to communicate between, uh, how do you call it, 
between myself and a friend mm. is too much. So Signal, for example, doesn't require any of those things. Right. Telegram, they require your phone and also now they are also using usernames, mm -hmm. not phone numbers. Right. So it's totally different from the WhatsApp approach. Mm. Right. Mm. So they today have a bit limited uh, in terms of the requirement they get from you before you can sign up. Mm. Okay, mm. they have, you can send a bigger uh, file size, you can create 200,000 people in a group, mm. you know, you can send to, up to 2 gig mm. in terms of data and yeah. all that. So a lot of flexibility there, owned by somebody who is a Russian. Right. You know, Signal, that of course, was created by Brian Acton, who right. was one of the co-founders of WhatsApp. Of WhatsApp, And exactly. they left Facebook because they wanted to commercialize it. Right. Because they developed the platform with the mind that they would not place any ads on the platform. Absolutely. You know, when they used to be at the Yahoo Messenger, it was the same idea. Mm. When Yahoo wanted to also commercialize the Messenger, then they left. Mm. Then they created the WhatsApp. And then the WhatsApp, they were using subscription model. Mm -hmm. So you paid a dollar a year, remember? Yes. To use WhatsApp. So that was their model, advert free. Now <laughs> Facebook has bought it and mm. they've changed the whole thing. So the two of them left Facebook and they started... They formed the Signal Foundation. Which is all well and good. <laughs> yes. But as we've realized over the course of the years, and when we look at especially tech products, yes, they do get to the point where funding is necessary to keep the business running. Yeah. Now, the question is, who is paying for the light bills? Who's paying for the server space? Who's paying for um, the data that is stored? Who's paying for all of that? Yes, Acton did set up um, Signal with his own money, $50 million. Yes. But at a point... When you finish paying all these salaries for this long, you will need some additional funding. So they w and I mean, with all these increasing numbers um, of people migrating to these platforms, it's very obvious that you will need to get a lot more server space. You need to get more a lot more people on the platform. There will be a lot more scrutiny. So you need more lawyers, for example. In, in we will get to that point where they will need that extra funding to keep the business running. Where are they going to get the funding from? I think their, their model is quite different because with the foundation, it's just like they have a, a so WhatsApp design. Mm. Your content, your videos are resident on your device. Right. So it's, it's localized. It doesn't stay on the WhatsApp platform. Right. So, of course, the last time I checked, they had about 50 or 100 engineers, mm. very small size, mm. because most of your content is device to device. So, so limited they don't come in requirement for data and all that. Signal is using is even smaller, mm. right? So mm. we have all this Elon Musk also coming into, into, the, the, into the conversation. Mm. So just like Wikipedia, it's been running for how long now? Yeah. And, and it's, it's all donation based on donation. And, yeah. Mm. So I'm um, sure so that's what they want to do, that right. they don't want a commodity for a, a communication pl platform. They, they want something that, a tool that people can just communicate with one another, not a platform where they can commercialize. So mm. they are not thinking about the social commerce aspect of the product, right. but they are looking at the social communication, communication that's it. alone. Mm. Right, so for me, until they change their mind, people will migrate. Mm. Now, if maybe in the future, another thing will come and they will keep migrating, right? So. If, if we, uh, Facebook wants to over-commercialize the WhatsApp platform, mm. and you see the social media platform has what, what they call the network defect. Mm. So we move in droves. Right. right. So if I said I'm moving to Telegram, you are likely to also move to Telegram, and then we'll pull others along. Right. Now, when they announce that, 
I was a bit, you know, concerned whether people would move or not. And then, then I realized a lot of people started moving. Mm. Now, within three, four days, Signal had about uh, two point mm. people moving onto the platform. Telegram, within 72 hours, had 25 million, million people, people moving yeah. onto the platform. And yeah. that is huge. Yeah. Yeah. That is huge because mm. that's a huge spike for mm. uh, a platform like that, and they are not complaining about outages. Right. So it means and that there have the been no is outages. Already, yes. For anybody who is <laughs> using any of these platforms, exactly. there have been no outages so far. Yeah. So then WhatsApp releases a statement to clarify, clarify misrepresentations, mm. and it wasn't also very clear mm. there. So I'm sure they started feeling. The, the 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 pinch mm. from from the migration and mm. you see for a product developer what you, you you will be scared of is waking up one day and you have a shell for a product and no uses right. so now when people are moving then it's a of mass will be moving yeah. when people move then they move with their friends and their families and the rest i'm here let's move there mm. and it's free you don't pay anything to even go mm. less than five minutes you set yourself up and you're yeah, good yeah you're good to go so I'm sure they'll be very much worried about that. I mean, worried, yes. But in terms of impact on the, the industry generally, the messaging industry, and especially the, the, the announcement by WhatsApp and what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, how will it impact the, the space, the social messaging space from, you know, like from a future analyst sort of point of view? Yeah, so what is going to happen is that people will see the products for what they think should be mm. a social mm. commerce platform mm. then the communication will be disappear that remember that's what happens to facebook mm. they had an inbox people were using to chat mm. then they realized Maybe facebook is co product. commercializing that so people were doing less mm. chatting within the the facebook chat so they have to separate it as a different product right a messenger platform so now they are separating it mm. so i'm sure very soon People may move from the WhatsApp chat. Okay, WhatsApp is a social commerce. So I can go to a business catalog and buy a product. I get a notification. That's it. I will not chat there. Mm. Then it reduces the attention mm. that you require to have more people sitting on the product so you can sell to them. Mm. And then the businesses will also see the, the value in being on the platform. Mm. So there's, there's some... Uh, mm. dilemma they need to resolve in the future. So, so what you're saying is we will get to that point where WhatsApp will have to rethink its model. Yes. Whether they want to be a, a messaging, a messaging platform, platform or a commerce-focused yeah. platform. Right. That's very interesting. But I mean, how how then is that going to work? Because at the core of it, it's a messaging platform. It's a it's a platform for people to communicate with each other. And all of a sudden, that is going to be turned on its head. I mean, we've had so many stories of people, you didn't watch my status, you didn't watch my status. People <laughs> yes. have broken up relationships because, because someone didn't watch their status. I mean, we, what then will that all mean? You know, Philip, you know, you remember when you were using Gmail? Mm. We were chatting within Gmail. Yes, we were. Where did we stop? Mm. Mm. Now, you just receive emails because you don't yeah. want anybody to advertise within right. that space where it's you just, are chatting. It's yes, just chatting. email. Yeah. So now it's just emails. Mm. So the consumers will find a way of replying. Yeah, they will push mm. you to redesign your product to the point where you may even lose it. Mm. 
because they mm. made it bigger for you and they can migrate to another platform so of now course. it becomes it becomes another email i'll be there okay you have sent your message have you checked it i haven't checked it and that's it and then when you have the businesses there you realize people don't want to be you know seeing a lot of commercial content then you see that facebook has even changed the algorithm mm. now they, they send you they expose more content from your friends mm -hmm. to you in your news feed yeah. than from products, products why yeah. is it so because mm. people don't like mm. being sold to i and want they, to communicate and obviously it was to... affecting the numbers exactly well. so mm. the same thing i'm wondering why they want to move it to the a messaging platform which is more intimate and direct and, and, and i mean at the core of it yeah it's a messaging platform before anything else yes interesting because i mean we've seen changes for example that have been done to instagram yeah where there is a lot more of commerce in instagram which yeah. is also affecting the popularity of instagram one way or the other exactly because instagram was basically a place go check out your pictures, pictures have videos, fun and, that's it. and all of that but yeah. now there seems and even in even in the layout of the platform itself it's it's more commerce centric than you know communication, communication centric which yeah. is which is interesting especially when I mean, considering how much information Facebook has as at its disposal, yeah. it's kind of surprising how, why they choose to still push the commerce thing, even though it, it has shown in the past that it is not a model that works very well. Exactly. So I'm wondering, I'm sure people, they bought shares in Facebook, so they have to make a, a business case. That makes, that makes sense. They over-commercialize a product and you end up killing it. Mm. You know, mm. so for me, they, they, they must be worried. They must be worried about that even though they are very big my space wasn't that huge now apple is also introducing a feature mm. whereby they will, they will give people the option to allow facebook to track them or not right. and facebook is scared that they may lose almost 40 percent in terms of revenue that's because true. and they've been very vocal huge. against yes yeah. and that's a fight between apple and facebook mm. and apple said they are going to implement it this first quarter mm. So all this WhatsApp migration, the rest, I'm sure it's another, mm. uh, another gateway for them to, you know, bypass the whole process. Mm. So it's, mm. it's going to be a, big, a tough year for, for, for Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. I mean, what it, what it would mean, therefore, for the industry is that there's going to be a lot of redesigning of what Facebook actually stands for. Exactly. You know, what WhatsApp is going to stand for, what Instagram is going to stand for. Yeah. And these are the most popular platforms on, yeah. for Facebook. But and you see, when, they, when they, they bought those platforms, they, they promised that they were going to run them exclusive for Facebook. Mm, but that's not happening. Yes. So I'm, now they want to split them up. Then he's trying to... You know, connect them so it becomes one organism. So yeah. it'll be difficult for the law makers or regulators to break mm. them up. Mm. That's very, very <laughs> interesting. Is there a need to switch? For I me, mean, looking at it from a Ghana perspective, especially, is there really a need to switch? The the individuals who switch because they want to protect their communication. That's first. Mm. They don't care about the features. Mm. Communication first. Mm. So you realize that even people are throwing other apps that, oh, this was made in Africa, this was done here, yeah, very nicely, but the security aspect of it, you also, you are not very sure of it, but people will migrate because they want to protect their communication. Mm. If I'm, if I'm uh, whispering into your ears, I don't want anybody Nobody to hear. hear. So it should be between 
myself and you so mm. we can even move to a platform where we can only be the two users then we are fine yeah right so yeah. that's how the customers of those are, platforms think are working at it so yeah. if you want to sell to them if you want to create a shopping mall instead of a, a public square the people will reject will it. come there as and when they want they to buy want something to. and they will not come there to come and interact or and that share obviously ideas. affects your revenue model exactly because mm. you are selling attention mm. Mm. how are people going to see these platforms moving forward I'm i think the, the various apps are going to put the users of that uh, messaging community into segments mm. so mm. that the high-end person who is a business owner who doesn't want to be a product of a platform will want a signal right. because it's secured don't commercialize it i'm fine yeah. so it means that those with a huge purchasing power will move to signal mm. then those mm. in the middle will come to telegram and then they're free to go people will be on whatsapp, WhatsApp. Still, mm. and that's it so that is going to segment the market right. and it's going to affect whatsapp mm. Mm. so they must find a way around it i'm sure they are thinking about it mm. because if we don't do it the people oh, migrate that. You will die. So all the other options, and of course, I'm sure we will start having some local options, you know, of communication in the various countries. The EU countries, they are doing it. China, they have, they have their own apps, and the Russia to their developing their own platforms. So mm. a, a time is going to come where WhatsApp will not be that big and, you know, expansive as they are globally. Mm. They may be, <laughs> they may be uh, uh, what do you call it, Prominent in some, maybe some selected countries, and mm. it's going to going to affect them too as well. Well, so that is everything in perspective. You've you've heard the legal, sorry, the the security side of the argument. You've heard the industry and user perspective as well. I think the last bit of it will have to be the legal, but we'll tackle the legal next week because we don't have a lot of time trying to understand what all of this means from the legal point. Hi, good evening. Um, it's quite unfortunate that WhatsApp came out with that policy. The issue is that they don't have any major competitor. There is a big giant coming out with wonderful internet products. That's coming from Yao and Tema. I think people are crying wolf but are not reading the policies to be informed. Also, people, are, people have been abusing privacy themselves. They can take pictures of their private chats and share on other platforms. So like Ash said, people should be conscious about what they share. Also, Google has been making money off us for the longest time with our data, but no one complains about that. Um, Evano from Ablikuma is asking, is it possible to migrate all your data associated with a group, including text and pictures from WhatsApp to Signal? Well, from our research so far, um, Ivano, what we found is that you can migrate the group members, not necessarily the text and the pictures that come with it. We are still looking into it, but so far it's just the group members that you can migrate from WhatsApp to Signal. It's a pretty straightforward process. Um, Nasai Bwedi says there's going to be a redesigning of what Facebook and WhatsApp stands for. And some other message, of course, on our Twitter timeline as well. But then, hey, um, we are back, of course, with the training segment of the show. And, of course, the training segment is when we bring you up to date with everything that is happening within the tech space. And Mr. Entry has all the details for us. Thank you, Philip, and Happy New Year to you all. It's great back with what's trending in the technology ecosystem. It's only 19 days into the new year and some technology-enabled startups are already cashing out. 
So Ghanaian-based fintech startup Oze has raised seven hundred thousand US dollars in a seed fund to drive growth for micro, small, and medium enterprises in Africa. So Oze is a mobile app that helps micro, small, and medium enterprises track sales, expenses, and customer information. The company was founded here in Ghana in two thousand and seventeen. Currently, their app has over twenty-five thousand registered users from the Ghanaian business community. With this seed fund, the company says they are looking forward to growing their team and also expanding to other West African countries. To another fundraising story that has been trending all day, ULESSON, a Nigerian-based edutech company, has raised $7.5 million in its Series A fund after a seed fund of $3.1 million in November 2020. So ULESSON provides high-quality educational content to students in the senior high level through mobile apps and other technology offerings on a subscription base and its services are currently available in nigeria and also here in ghana this round of investment is good news for the growing edutech space we have here in africa as some businesses are raising funds others are getting sued amazon has been slapped with a lawsuit that accuses the company of price fixing in its ebooks division the lawsuit suggests that Amazon, together with five top publishers that make up 80% of the ebook market, has agreed to spike up the prices of ebooks on its platform and also preventing other sellers from offering the ebooks at lower prices, according to the lawsuit. As you will know, this isn't the first time Amazon has been sued for a similar allegation, but we hope this will be the last. Moving on to our last story of the week. According to a study by Stanford University in California, wearable technology could play a vital role in steaming down the coronavirus pandemic. Simply put, smartwatches can help detect COVID-19 days before symptoms appear. How is this possible? Smartwatches like the Apple Watch, which are able to read your heart rate and skin temperature, are able to detect subtle heartbeat changes, which could be an early sign of COVID-19. This heartbeat changes is seen in some cases nine days before symptoms develop and could be used to detect symptoms according to the study. An early detection could inform isolation and to steam down the infection rate. Keep wearables that can monitor heart rate close and most importantly, always keep your nose marks on. That's all for today. You can follow me on Twitter at YaoNGOUSU. Over to you, Philip. And that is how we draw the curtains down on the show today. I do hope you've learned a thing or two. Like I said, next week, we're going to continue this conversation about the messaging platforms. We're going to try to understand what all of this means from the legal point of view, especially with regards, you know, the legal regime in Ghana and how these messaging platforms, um, and as we have seen in Europe where, you know, all these policy changes necessarily don't seem to work there, how come it doesn't reflect down here? We're trying to bring some perspective on all of that. My name is Philip Pashon. A big thank you to the rest of the team to mr entry to jeffrey to ellen and of course to nida as well thank you so much for tuning in as a listener and for sending in your thoughts and your comments as well but until next week oh yeah i forgot don't forget to look out for the podcast of the show first thing tomorrow morning don't miss it do share with a friend or two as well that's it for the show till next week stay techy.